You're listening to Art of the Flow. The alchemy of a floating phoenix, the Amy Grimes story. Tonight on Art of the Float, welcome Art of the Float, where flow centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level each week to build, market, and run your float center. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Art of the Float, and at artofthefloat.com. Find show notes, links, pictures from every episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Amy, back. That's where we're feeling a little goofy Ooh, here. Yeah. Amy, oh my God, it is so good to see you. It's so good it's to have you back. So, so good, good to, to hear see your, voice. your faces. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ah, yes. So I'm Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra, in Portland, Oregon. I've got Brian behind the uh, microphone here tonight as well, uh, co-owner of Art of the Float, and I've got Amy, Amy Grimes here. Whoop, yes, whoop. welcome back. Owner of Now Flow Alchemy, right? Doors That's open, right. like actual. I don't. Doors. I don't know. Like, are are you floating uh, people? I know. We are. We're finally oh floating people. Okay. But nice. it hasn't been very long, so yeah. <laughs> cool. Also, owner of Float Nashville. Co-owner, I should mm. say, of, of Float Nashville as well, with Mark, business partner Mark. We will leave his last name out of this because there's going to be a lot of negative communication about this Mark guy. (laughs) I kid, I kid. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Oh, gosh. First, just want to give a shout out to Float Conference, guys. Oh, my God. It's coming up. You need to get your tickets. It like there's you got to do it. Uh, It's August 18th and 19th. Book your flights. Get your uh, RV together. Get get going here. Set it up. It's a Big, big, big event. This is the last float conference put on by, you know, Ashcon and, and the float on guys and in the in the way that it has been. Um, you know, the I don't know the party atmosphere is the right way to put it, but that whole feeling of it just being a giant party and all of that might not be the same in the future. Like all those special touches on it might not be a part of it going forward. This is the one to get to, to say that you've been there for one of these float conferences. I'm excited to see what they have, what happens in the future as, as the reins uh, are kind of handed off to the community for the float conference. But man, this is the one, and this is the one to be at August 18th and 19th. Again, floatconference.com. I don't think I need to say much more about it. Um, amazing speakers, incredible guests as well. Just all the people that you'll meet are amazing. And you can check all that out again at floatconference.com. I hope to see everybody there. I hope everybody gives all of us a hug when you see us. Oh, and we're going to have a booth there too. So that'll be really fun. So come come find our booth. Oh, I do um, want to just put it out there tonight that I am very under the weather. And as excited as I am to see Amy, I just want to let our audience know like when my energy level doesn't match the excitement of having Amy on, or uh, I'm not firing back uh, conversationally. I just want you guys to know that I'm just I'm just under the weather. I'm so happy to see her, and uh, might even defer a little bit more to to Brian um, tonight as to kind of guide the conversation as I, I really am um, uh, sick tonight. But could could not pass up. Did not want to miss another week <laughs> without <laughs> Amy. So mm-hmm. I am here. I've been looking forward to this episode for so long. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get the updates. And, and I didn't even know, I mean, I must've been off social media a lot as well, um, because I didn't even know that you were floating people. So I'm so excited to hear yeah. everything. So, uh, 
Yeah, but be- before we, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear everything. Uh, but before everything. I let you All talk, Amy, yes, <laughs> uh, I I want to just do a little sidebar with Brian real quick because we uh, for, something that we've been working on with Brad Doak of Float.com. Something that Brad, I mean, gosh, for well over a year now. Uh, mm-hmm. So many meetings, Brad putting so much t- his personal time into this project of something we're calling FEMO, and it's a financial modeler for people starting their um, float businesses, and also is really applicable for people who already own a float center too, to understand their financials better as well. Um, it's uh, really cool. We um, give a tour of it. Brad was awesome. He's he's really the one who gave the tour. And uh, we had people sign up for a beta test to check it out. And so if you're listening to this, all that has passed. But at the same time, just uh, go to artofthefloat.com and uh, find FEMO. It's, uh, it's really cool if your financials uh, cause you stress, if you're unclear, if you stay up at night because you're unsure of your financials or your future financials, um, if you need to raise money through banks, lenders, that sort of thing, uh, it's so amazing and so robust. We're so excited about it. Uh, so go ahead and look that up. And Brian, what, we'll, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's an awesome, awesome product that's going to be super useful to someone starting a float center. It's uh, having understanding and having a very, seeing very clearly where your financials are going to stand and where they're projecting and getting that math correct um, yeah. helps you be way more prepared when you're running a float center um, instead of just yoloing your way into it and hoping <laughs> things work out for the best. Hey, work for us. It worked just fine for us. I know, I know, I know. There are exceptions, Dylan, but... Okay, yeah. There was no added stress, no loss of sleep. Everything was mm-hmm. completely fine. Sandra and I never lost our cool with each other. It was great. Of course, so. that's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, it was all yeah, <laughs> completely fine. So um, it was really fun because, again, this has been a project for a very long time. We thought we were going to be talking about this, I think, at the very beginning of the year. So it's funny that it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, July now that we're, we're talking about it, finally releasing it to the public, this idea, this thing that we've been working on for so long. And while it was really exciting for Brian and I, uh, it was really fun for me to see Brad talking about this thing that he, I mean, it's his brainchild. He's been putting so much effort into it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, it was live. So we got to do a Q and a afterwards and seeing the positive feedback reflected back at yes. him was the stinking coolest thing. I loved that, that awesome. so much. Uh, it made me so happy that he got just the instant feedback of, Oh my God, this does that. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was my favorite cool. part of the night. Yeah, we'll uh, just a, a few kind of bullet points. We are we're still doing beta, um, mm-hmm. so we don't have a you can't buy the product just yet. Um, but hopefully, we'll have. I believe we're gonna try to have a, a demo at our booth at Float Conference. So mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, yeah. you can swing by the booth and uh, we can show you around. Um, and if get you, a hug if you, and get a tour. Yeah, hugs, tours, maybe maybe some slap bracelets. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what we'll have? Wow, um, Brian. Uh, Brian, that is not in the budget. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. Just over here. It says in the show notes here, be sure to overpromise. Is that uh That's that my show note. That's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my job. You're that's just your job. Yeah, sorry, man. I don't know sorry, what to do I, when I, you're overpromising. Yeah, I didn't see that was that was a sign to you, not me. Yeah. My bad. It's purple text. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so uh, so yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a demo of that, and then if you want to be notified when it is uh, ready and launching, um, you can find that link. Uh, if you're not a person that likes to go searching for links, artofthefloat.com forward slash financial modeler. Uh, we'll take you right there. You can plug in your email, and uh, we'll let you know when it's ready. Yeah, totally. Sign up for the email. Yeah, for sure. Good call, Brian. Uh, one th more thing I want to share about it was something that I thought was really cool that I thought was going to be pulled before the demo, which was seasonality. Uh, mm. You're like a lot of the times during the summer, businesses don't have as many floaters coming in, and it, it may be true for your area, it may not be, but you can kind of predict or or um, talk to other float centers in your area and kind of gauge on that. And this float financial calculator. Uh, or tool, I should say, uh, has this ability to increase how all of your um, profits or floats or on a specific um, metric during the wintertime and decrease it during the summertime. And there are some preset ones that you can do, uh, or you can actually tweak it yourself. And you can say, well, I'm going to be super busy for these three months and super bad for these three months or however you want to do it. Uh, and something that almost broke it was, wait a minute, what if you're not starting on January 1st? <laughs> That's a really big issue. Then the calculator's kind of broken, and Brad, uh, almost last minute, was able to make a change so that you can enter your start date, and that affects everything going forward. So uh, FEMO knows when your start date is and adjusts seasonality accordingly to when you open, which is amazing. So it's really fun. It's really cool. And there's all sorts of little uh, Easter eggs in there like that that are just like, oh, my God. Wow, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah, there's, Brad put a lot of thought and attention to detail in the whole product. So, um, yeah, yeah, did a great job. And we picked it apart almost every week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most meetings were us going, oh, my God, you did what? Wow. What? Yes, yes. Thank you. Wow. Uh, and but but that's Canadian spelling. So please, can you make it? English American. <laughs> that was this most of my spreadsheets feedback. in Canadian. How am I supposed to read this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything's spelled wrong. <laughs> I don't know what any of these words mean. Yeah. Uh, sad, we, we got that true. That, that was our American point of view. <laughs> uh, Brad's Canadian. If that wasn't clear. Yep. All right. That was fun. That was fun. <sighs> Amy. Hi. Amy, yes. <laughs> We got we got more than a week's worth of updates to get from you. I cannot wait to <laughs> yes. dive in. Uh, I, wh where did we leave off? I feel like I feel like we need to catch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Set set the baseline for our listeners and then and take them on this journey. I I will absolutely do that. But you know maybe we should put mine on the back burner for a moment because I really want to hear what's going on with with Dylan. Because I look forward to Dylan's updates every single week. Dylan, what's going on in your world? I do. I miss you. I feel I, I feel like I'm out of the loop. So yeah. uh, I, I, I miss your, your Facebook lives. Your I get, get a little snapshot of what's going on in Amy's. <laughs> I don't know if you've done any of those recently. I haven't seen I, any recent ones. But. No, no. I've been pretty quiet. Pretty okay. quiet lately. Pretty quiet. Um. Uh, there are some some uh, behind the scenes things going at the float shop that I can't talk about just yet, but I'll I'll be excited to talk about that stuff. Um, some interesting changes, but uh, I think it's kind of been the same update every week as I've just been working on FRP basically. Like, yeah, oh, I just show good. up yeah. and I do a FRP. little bit of FRP. I've been under the weather, <laughs> and so like it's just so little that gets done. 
But man, it's looking nice. It looks really good. Emily basically has a cry every time I put up a sheet of FRP, just like because it's it's so bad how the uh, salt just rips apart uh, our, our paint and the sheetrock and everything. And now it's uh, quote unquote salt proof. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, beyond that, we are we did just kick off our heroic summer float challenge, uh, which is. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's very similar to a yoga challenge. Get people in during the summertime. Get them floating. There's fun prizes to win, <laughs> coupons, half yeah. off, uh, you know, local businesses, uh, coupons, stuff like that. So really fun. We did a little nice. artwork uh, that goes up on the walls and online social media stuff like that to kind of keep mm-hmm. people engaged. Super fun last year. Um, yes. Actually, speaking of Brad, he uh, actually used. Uh, Art of the Float, or uh, yeah, this is Art of the Float has a package on on sale on artofthefloat.com. If you're interested in using this for the summertime, uh, or I guess technically anytime, and uh, he used these assets for uh, float.com, and you know he does a little bit of, you know, obviously he, he's familiar with computers, and so he added his own logo work and stuff into it. Uh, we do give out the assets uh, so that you can put it together with the stuff that we have, or you can add it on your own. Uh, kind of logo work and stuff like that. Dylan, sorry to interrupt. This is the heroic, the heroic float challenge. Yeah, correct. Marketing mm-hmm. package you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he did some really nice work with that. So if you go to his Facebook page, you can see, see what that's looking like. And depending on when you're catching this, you could see it on his website as well. You know, I think it's, I find it somewhat amusing that I, I've been gone uh, for a little while here now and still we're talking about FRP. It's mm-hmm. still the topic of conversation. Um, I, I love our FRP. We put a lot of it up in this new, in the new facility. And I like, I, I like to think it doesn't look too clinical, but man, it has made my life so much easier. And it makes <laughs> me so happy so every happy time I walk that. in that room. I can just hose down the walls huh. and life, life has been good. So, Well, does it go all the way up to the ceiling? It does not. It goes okay. up four feet. And so then uh, it goes up, uh, yeah, it actually goes up four feet, and then we put our epoxy over it up six or eight inches uh, from the from the floor. So, so oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, we put our epoxy Then, then over you still it. get your own, you get the ambiance with, with the accents or, you know, what's above the right. FRP. It still really sets the mood. So I've been really pleased by like, oh, great, this does not look medical or uh, like a McDonald's bathroom. Uh, this looks... <laughs> really nice and professional yeah. so i'm i'm happy with the frp and, and we did clean. get nice frp like it's it looks i don't know if classy is the right word but yeah it uh-huh. looks clean and it, yeah. it gets clean it's so nice mm. but people's handprints don't seem to make it up too much above that four foot height yes. so we can put some art up there uh cool. yeah it does you can make it homey even though it sounds kind of kind of rough i i i'm pleased with how it turned out it's a good balance of fun- functional and um, attractive. You know, so. I, I'm, I'm going to think, um, it's 70 inches up plus about four or five inches of tile at the base, but, but about 70 inches high, which is more than four feet right around the showers. And then it's going to be four feet around the rest of the walls, like in our open float tank, yes. which is yes. just <laughs> a salt show, yeah. uh, or another S word show of just, <laughs> just gets torn apart on the walls. So, yeah. uh, I, that four feet, Seems to be the magic number. I like that. Because, yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to get higher than that. 
That's good. That's all, Amy. Not nothing. Everything. I don't know. Everything. Summertime. The tanks have been pretty pretty light. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, wish I had started the heroic summer challenge earlier. We had everything lined up, and I've talked about this on the show already, so I won't won't get into it. But man, delay after delay after delay of of launching that, and just being sick twice over has mm. just been a pain in my ass. Uh, but anyway. Um, uh, things are good at the shop, and the membership is just means like we're sure that there's steady income. It's so cool. Like I'm still in love with this one simple membership, and we still get uh, a good number of signups for it. So loving it. Okay, Love enough that. about me. That's okay. all anybody needs to hear about me. <laughs> Amy, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's really good to be back. I have missed this more than y'all know. Aww. I missed my weekly opportunity to. Um, to be involved with a community that is so uplifting and so encouraging and so loving. And it's been rough to be away. It was necessary, but it's been rough. So thank you so much for, we missed you, Amy. for kind of pushing we did. For me to come back tonight. This is, <laughs> this is good for my heart and good cool. for my soul. I missed you guys so much. Love you guys yeah. so much. Um, and love right our community so much. So I feel really lucky. Uh, I feel really lucky to be here. Uh, I think the last time, and I'm gonna be uh, so I'm gonna be super honest tonight. I'm gonna be. Um, it's been a, it's been a rough few months, and the last time we talked, I uh, things were just getting really tough. It was very overwhelming. Mark and I, I believe we had opened up. I, I think. Uh, let's see, we opened in April, but you, we didn't open everything. Yeah, you were selling kombucha, we, and yeah. I think your cryo was not working. We had, uh, yeah, our kombucha was up. Everything along, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, everything along the front of the building, which is our kombucha mm -hmm. tap room, one of our sauna rooms, the cryo room, which has been a mess, and my, oh, and the massage therapy, which we didn't do right away. We actually added that in uh, May. So we started open in April, added massage in May. Um, in the meantime, we were doing nothing but fighting and fighting and fighting to get our float tanks open, which was um, pretty much a, a nightmare. And, and was it Murfreesboro? Yeah, it was just Murfreesboro mm -hmm. still. Yeah. Like all the good. Yeah. God. So it it's was, not like the tanks yeah. were having issues. It was still just Murfreesboro. It was codes. It was codes. Uh, unfortunately, I'm and I'm not saying anything that <laughs> I haven't documented. Um, they're just very crooked here, and <laughs> they came out and said to us, I believe the last time I talked to you all, we had, had just had an inspector come in and say to our faces, this is from a, a codes inspector, we don't want float tanks in this town and we're gonna do anything we can to make sure you don't open. When a codes person tells you that, <laughs> you kinda know you're in for a fight. Huh. Uh, and, and they never did say why they didn't want float tanks here, you never know. They also don't want uh, seafood restaurants here. They've actually chased <laughs> off, uh, you know, there's no, there's no reason, <laughs> I don't what? understand. Who is don't, the cabal no behind idea. this? What? <laughs> Why? No idea. <laughs> Amy, is it because know. the seafood restaurants are trying to uh, put a bunch of bacon grease down their uh, yeah. uh, in their kitchen uh, kitchen that sinks? Makes sense. That's Probably mm. right. And for those well. of you who might be new to this, the biggest battle <laughs> that we had earlier this year was the uh, codes wanted us to put grease traps in every float room. Um, when we asked them why, they said, and I quote, because I will never forget this. We don't know if you're putting bacon grease in them there float tanks. 
which Amy gets upset at, but Brian and I do kind of understand. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you're in the salty solution. You're kind of slippery. You don't know if it's a saline solution or bacon grease. You just know that your skin is slippery. So, True. you know, to, to the layman, the savings it could be as a tank menu, as a delivering float. I mean, the savings are there when you're using bacon grease. You know? oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. And, you know, when people aren't in the tank, you can turn around and use it as a fryer. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Double two. And sometimes when they are in the tank. <laughs> yeah. They that's are. Right. They'll never know. Yeah. It's just they see a, they feel a fry floating by in the dark. It's like, <laughs> no, it was nothing. Just a piece of air. It's fine. Man, really. those floats, they, they get me somewhere, man. Always about, like, barbecue. I don't know what's going on. I'm digging it. How was your fun? Uh, oh, man. Wow. I had this vision where it was like a <laughs> summer evening around the barbecue throwing back some yeah. cheap beers and i don't know why such a weird experience i don't know like what i'm processing here or... and now i just feel light and tell me. slippery i don't know why i'm slippery <laughs> upcycling is very in right now just partner yes. with your local <laughs> restaurant get that bacon <laughs> grease Good for the good for the environment. Just, mm-hmm. We're just here to save the environment. Well, That's this all. Is, this is our first time to make jokes about this. So. <laughs> yeah, this is all a joke. Please don't put bacon grease in your in your float tanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Please don't. <laughs> at the end of every episode. Please right. don't put bacon oh. grease. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Wild man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so that had happened. And then uh, we, when we tried to get the rest of it, because they were very adamant they were not going to let us open the float tanks. They wanted all this other stuff done. They weren't sure. They couldn't decide what they were going to do. Um, they, you know, we said, well, we have to open. I said, you're going to bank. And they were. They were going to bankrupt us. They, that's, what they, that's what their plan was. Um, I had to do some, I had to threaten some legal action. Hmm. And so, so like, what do we need to do to get at least the front of this open so I can cover my overhead? Because this feels like around when we left, when, when, when we you left. stepped away from the show, because yeah. I was sincerely scared or worried that you were not going to, you were going to yeah. run out of money because yeah. of these guys, which was, as and it turns I was, out, their intention. I was out of money. So, you know, this is going back to why it's so important to have a program like you have that you're developing. Um, you know, float tanks and, and most of the things we do in general do not have a very high profit margin. You really, really need to be extremely aware of w- how much money you're really bringing in um, in order to price things accurately, in order to do things accurately. Um, now, I'm really conservative financially, and I had a nice, nice lump sum of money uh, to kind of keep me going through this project. Uh, I did not start to panic until... We were about six months past the point where I was supposed to be open. And at that point, when you're paying overhead, and at that point I was paying over $12,000 a month in overhead, um, and not having the money come in, you know, my concern was, well, number one, I'm running out of money. And on top of it, I had almost sucked Float Nashville dry. So I was like, you know, not only am I going to lose this, but I'm going to lose float. I mean, I'm going to have nothing left. And I, mm-hmm. you know, you're employing people. Of course, you're concerned about, mm-hmm. you know, these people that you're employing that you're trying to take care of. And how are you going to support them? What are you going to do for them? And it was, it was a, it was a really dark, dark, dark time. And I, I honestly, I did not know how we were going to make it. Um, so on top of that, and I don't want to go into this too, too much um, because it is more personal, but. Uh, my father and I are working on a project here. In fact, as I'm talking to you, I'm sitting in our tap room, and 
it was supposed to be my father's project and he got distracted and had some other things to do. We had some disagreements. And mm -hmm. so on top of my expenses that I had expected, uh, I pretty much got everything dumped in my lap for this as well. So I was supporting two float centers and a kombucha tap room that I, you know, was kind of thrown into. I had no budget hmm. for, I had no planning for. And on top of it, I was now trying to figure out how to make this make money. I was having to to now run a retail location, which I don't, I, I don't have a background in retail. So at the mm. time that I left, I was, I was in a dark place. So not only was I having these, this time with my father where we were in disagreement and there was a lot of tension there. There's a lot of tension between Mark and I, there's a lot of tension between myself and our contractor. We had to fire our contractor who has continued to cause me problems. I found out that, um, in fact, I won't talk too much about this. I don't know if I can, but I okay. found out that he allowed uh, some contractors, some subcontractors to work without proper permits and they got fined and they, uh, I came across, I can't say how, but I came across some notes and some emails from codes department people. They were getting ready to shut us down. Oh. So, I mean, all this was going on. I just found out we, they were going to shut us down. Um, oh they had fined our our contractors. My own contractor was being a complete and utter. This is a family show. So complete and so. Complete and d bag. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, that confrontation, I think a lot of us, that confrontation is uncomfortable, especially mm. when it's that tension that's there every day. He was unpleasant. He would scream and yell. He was demeaning to my architect. Um, and then I had to deal with codes, and they were demeaning, and they were yelling and screaming. And, and it was all this at once. And it was a really, really, really bad place. And I had to just... I, I only had so much energy and I had to walk away. Mark and I started working and we did, one of the things we did right this time around is when we started our working hours, you know, when we started Float Nashville, we thought, oh my gosh, we have to be open as long as we can in order to make enough money to cover overhead. So when we started Float Nashville, we were open Tuesday through Sunday, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday through Thursday, 9 a.m. Uh, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., then open 24 hours a day, <laughs> Saturday or Friday morning to Sunday night. And it was just Mark and I. And 24 um, hours? Mm -hmm. We took turns sleeping. Well, we did. We had, and, and we were full. We had overnight floats Whoa. constantly. Um, Damn. But yeah. And we did that for six months. And then we would deep clean and do laundry on Mondays. Wow. It was in freaking sane don't ever do it learn from me because i'm an idiot and you still um, speak to each other <laughs> and we still speak to each other which is amazing actually mark lived with me at the time oh that's right yeah. and uh wow yeah so we commuted together we worked together <laughs> in 1100 square feet we did everything Jeez. um and we lived to tell the tale so we thought okay we're not going to do that this time we're going to be <laughs> we're, we're going to be smart yeah <laughs> and we were open tuesday through sunday 11 a.m to 7 p.m is how we started great okay um which was a lot more manageable um now we would get there at 9 a.m uh, sure and we would work yeah before we opened because there was still so much to be done. I mean, Mark took on as much as he could because we had run out of money because um, I think I think I mentioned this before, I left the show for that period of time that we had put in all of our ventilation system 
it was approved by codes. We put it all in, and then codes is like, nope, we changed our mind. We don't like it. Redo it. So then I yes. had to go back to the mm -hmm. mechanical engineers. We had to rip out all the ventilation. We had to redo all that. And then to open the front of the building, they said, um, no, you have holes in your wall back in the back. And I'm like, well, n number one, nobody's going to be in the back. Number two, those holes in the wall are my plumbing. So, you know, you have to have <laughs> holes in the wall for the plumbing. <laughs> and they're like, nope, we can't, we can't approve you for a temporary UNO, which is the, which is the permit I need to open. Uh, until you get rid of the holes in the wall. I'm like, how am I supposed to get rid of the holes in the wall? Take out all your plumbing and patch the walls. So I, I, th That is where you left us. Yes. Yeah. That is, so Wh that which is like saying these outlet boxes, like uh -huh. co cover that up. Yeah. Cover up that, like, <laughs> and, and take them out and patch them. Yeah, totally oh undo all the electrical. God. Um, after that, so we had to take everything out, and then they would not approve... Uh, let's see. So we had to take all that out. They finally let us open the front. Then they wouldn't approve the FRP on the walls. They said, nope, it has to be waterproof. And I'm like, well, what do you suggest for waterproofing? Um, and they're please, like, teach well, me about waterproofing. Yeah, really, please. <laughs> um, and they said, well, uh, green board isn't good enough. FRP isn't good enough. You're going to have to tile everything. And I said, well, tiling doesn't Green board and FRP and epoxy <laughs> sounds a lot better to me than tiling. I said, that doesn't make sense. Nope, you have to tile everything. But that's not waterproofing. And they're like, well, you have to prove beyond a doubt that, that what you're suggesting is waterproofing. Like, how do you want me to prove this um, beyond the fact that logically it just makes more sense? I, I don't understand. Um, so we fought with that. We hired a new – we fired our uh, – our contractor, we hired a new contractor who was amazing and actually had a relationship with codes. Uh, and hmm. he went down, he'd been working with, he'd been working at Murphy's Ball for a very long time. And it was only thanks to him that he went down and he talked and he got them to put it in writing and, and knew the head guy and said, yep, this is what we're going to do. Uh, went down, was very calm, had a great demeanor, talked to them, got everything moving. Uh, we had a few more issues uh, but nothing of huge consequence other than in order to kind of mess with us, they wouldn't show up for inspection. They would say, yes, we'll be here on this day, and then not show up and do that like seven, eight days in a row. Yeah. Um, but we finally made it through. Um, they cost us, uh, the codes people alone, all their issues cost us over $67,000 in additional build-out costs. Wow. That was fun. I, I, we would have been shut down. Like yeah. there's, we, that was our budget for the float shop <laughs> period. Yeah. yeah. Mine for, for float Nashville too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was crazy. Oh no, that was above and beyond. Um, and I of course didn't have any more loan. I had run out of loan. So all of it came out of pocket house equity, credit oh cards, God. um, basically, just finding lint and you know <laughs> money in the couch cushions um and stripping float nashville so yeah so it's a big mess and it's hard to to look at that because i am still so exhausted i'm still trying to claw my way out of this mess that it's hard to think about that right now that's something that i i just there's only so much i can do uh i don't have a lot of time or energy so mm -hmm. it kind of brings us to the point where uh, Mark and I, you know, once we got, so let's see, we had the float, we had the 
the tap room open, the cryo, the uh, this one of the saunas. By the time we got the float tanks open, we've only had the float tanks open about three weeks. Um, and it's and we just uh, extended our hours, and that we're now open nine a.m. to nine p.m. Oh but, wow! Yeah, but uh, it's been extraordinarily slow. This has been. I'm getting into other stuff now, but this has been probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, I don't wait, wait, know. The, starting this business? Starting, um, actually getting people in the door. Oh, Which is a okay. totally other thing, totally different thing. But, um, right. so this has been a fight. This has been a fight from day one. And you and we thought, you know, okay, once we get the float tanks open, things mm -hmm. will ease up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, they haven't. Now we're open in the middle of summer and mm -hmm. uh, it's like pulling teeth, and I, I am flummoxed. I am. We're still struggling to pay bills every month, and you know, it, it's <laughs> just a reminder for people who are looking to start it. I think, and I, I'm not saying I don't think we we knew this, but you know, if you build it, they will come. It's so easy to get caught in that trap, um, especially when you have, you know, our first one was so successful so quickly. Mm -hmm. And, right. you know, then you, you know, I did my market research. I did everything I'm supposed to. And yet it, there is an underlying uh, culture here that is very, very different. And huh. so when you are in a state where it's like, oh my gosh, I have to pay bills. I'm desperate. You know, we almost, we almost lost everything. Um, and now I'm finding, okay, this isn't easing up. This isn't getting any better. Um, what are you going to do? You know, you kind of get into that fight or flight panic mode. And it, I'm really learning to take a step back and uh, try to look at things in a new way. So it's been, it's been a, it's been a learning Curve. It's been a process, and we're not out of the woods yet. Um, it, it's very humbling. Hmm. Uh, it's very hard to come out and say that after you know I felt that I was so successful, hmm. um, and, I, and I was doing so well. But um, so it, it's very humbling in some ways, but in other ways, I'm extremely grateful for it because I have learned so very much, and I feel I feel like. I'm a little better equi equipped this time around to um, to handle this. If this would have happened to me the first time, I, I would have been in deep trouble. But um, this time, you know, you kind of, I kind of feel like I'm a little better equipped to to deal with the um, the dips and the <laughs> curves mm -hmm. and the roller coasters. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. I can sit back and do it without too much of a panic. It's been it's been okay, but. Very humbling. Are, yeah. Are, are summers typically flow, uh, slow for you at Float Nashville? Or yes. are you one of the rare cases where that's the opposite is true? It is. It's slow. Um, I will admit this year has been slower than usual. And that's another okay. thing I uh, to talk. Uh, I can talk about. Um, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Trying to balance two float centers, two completely different mm. float centers, two completely different um, target markets. Uh, and trying to keep up with both of them right. um, I think in general floating for several people around Nashville has been slower than usual we've had quite a few float tank centers move in uh, we had now have three four 
four float tank centers, and then everybody's thrown a float tank in their spa slash uh, chiropractic office slash <laughs> whatever uh, physical therapy office. Uh, so the landscape is changing, and you know it's either change with it or or die. Right. So a um, lot of balancing, a lot of moving parts right now, which has been which has been a challenge, and it's why I've been so quiet. Yeah. And are you, you're finding that the demographics are so different that you can't just copy paste yes. from one float center to another. That yes. is, that's so tough. It is. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I took, we have quite a few, we had quite a few uh, members at Float Nashville who lived in Murfreesboro. Okay. And, and I mean, a significant portion. So what I did is I took that list of people and I really studied them and I looked for what they had in common and I looked for, you know, where are they living? Where are they clustered in Murfreesboro? And in that area, what kind of people live there? What kind of income is there? What kind of things are interest, you know, interest them? What type of magazines do they read? Where do they go to the grocery mm -hmm. store? You know, I did all that work and then I came and yeah, so I, what I started noticing early on was when I was doing like Facebook ads and Instagram ads, I was using very similar um, uh, targeting. And I was looking at Mark, I'm going, oh my gosh, look at these numbers. This is like three times what I was paying for this in Nashville and people are not responding and why are they not responding? Mm. And I kept doing this over and over and over again, trying and tweaking different things and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find our people. And as we we're getting closer and closer to opening, I know one of the issues I had is, you know, I had these goals for how many people I, ha I wanted on Facebook, how many fans that I want on Instagram, how, how big did I want our list to be, uh, our email list. And I wasn't hitting those marks, which is very unusual for, for me. Mm, yeah. um, and... Uh, I was, and then on top of it, we were losing momentum because, you know, we thought we we're going to be open there. You know, codes was like, well, you just have to do this and then it'll be fine. And we do that. And totally. then they give us a list of five more things and we do that. And they'd give us a list of five more. Th and it was just getting drug out. And that really hurt us, I think, as well. That momentum that we were trying to build just went flat. And uh. it was, it was a struggle. And it continues to be, although that said, um, I am starting to get our groove now. Like I said, it's just trial and error. you got to be patient. And we're finally seeing very similar um, response to what we're getting at Float Nashville. So it's finally starting to kick in. Cool. But, man, <laughs> did I panic for, you know, for yeah. months and months and months. I would tweak, and it would still be horrible. And I'd tweak huh. again, and it would be still horrible. And I'm going, what? What do these people want? Why don't people like <laughs> me? <Why don't> <laughs> and I did that a lot, too. It's like, what's wrong with me? I yeah, would say right. to Mark, I feel like talking to him on the way home at night. It's like, what is wrong with me? I thought, you know, we have this beautiful, beautiful facility, which I'm so proud of because, quite frankly, Frankly, it was done on a shoestring. So when I look around and see how lovely it is, and uh, I'm like, oh, I, I yeah. think it's great. I, I I think people, and people would come in. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I had no idea. This is here. I'm so glad you're here. But getting people in the door, they, nobody was seeing it. And it was, like, mm. heart-wrenching and, um, and some very dark, dark <laughs> nights. Um, really tough. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we're kind of starting to getting our, get our groove. We are seeing an increase every single month in sales um, <sighs> and services. Um, we are 
kind of sort of meeting our overhead. The sad, hey. par- sad parts. <laughs> I know. Like I, I'm not complaining at all. Um, I was really, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, I had my husband. I'm like, hey, uh, Bob, can you pay our, uh, can you pay oh. our electric bill this month? I'm like, I really hate to ask this because he's been, you know, paying off all of our debt and doing a really good job. And I'm like, uh, can I have your credit card to pay the electric bill? Which was heartbreaking to me and it's sure. hard to ask. And and I'm glad you shared your your side of that. And and I know we are getting pretty personal here and you can put the the border up wherever you want to but how what was his response was it just like yeah absolutely or was that yeah yeah, okay with bob it's it's oh yeah absolutely what do you need what can i do how can i help let me pay because i was you know i was in charge of paying certain bills at home he's like let me take care of that don't you worry about it this month don't worry about it and it's good because i i (laughs) there's no money for me to take to pay anything (laughs) um but yeah he's he's always i mean it's so crazy. Um, I've been married 19 years this year, and it's so crazy. I don't talk about him a lot. He doesn't like me to talk about him a lot, uh, but uh, he's been a rock, and he's never, every time I have this wild and crazy scheme, he has never, ever, ever said, no way, we can't do that. Nope. It's always like, well, okay, let's see. How do we How do we make this happen? What can I do? What Damn. do you need from me? Every hmm. single time. But because I... Because he supports me so much and because I'm so great, you know, I, I'm so grateful to that. It's really tough to ask for more because he gives and gives, oh, and, gives right. and gives and gives. Totally. So to ask and to be a failure or to feel like whether right. I, my perception, yeah. self-perception, to feel like a failure yes. was really tough to go to him and say, I need to ask for more. Yes. And I just it's it was it's tough. It's demoralizing, and I think this is something that we talk about a little bit on the show, um, but I know I'm not the only one. And I'm saying this stuff not because I think I'm the only one going through it. I'm saying this stuff because I think everybody goes through it, and because we're such a rah-rah, go out and get it, be positive kind of group, which which definitely has its place, um, sometimes that can feel a little isolating. And I'm yes, just here to yes, remind yes. you that you are not alone. And there are people out there going through so, so much worse. And it can be, it's tough. And you feel like a failure. And you feel, it feels very dark. And you cry a lot. I cry a lot. I don't, I don't as much now. But there were day, there were weeks and months at a time where I cried <laughs> at least once a day. And I'm not oh, a crier. Oh, man. I, I where, don't cry. Where were you on reaching out to Brian and I? Come I, on. You can cry on our virtual shoulders. You know. We should have been reaching out to you. I didn't know. Oh, God. No, no, no. And I was very quiet. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, my girlfriend, one of my girlfriends uh, said to me, she's like, well, I noticed you haven't been on, on Facebook or any kind of social media lately. And she's like, usually that's an indication that things are really, really bad. Okay. Um, Noted. <laughs> uh, so, and, and that's, that was true of the time. It's, it's not true. And now I'm just trying to, I'm curbing that because I, I do have so much on my plate and I, I'm trying not to get distracted because right now I'm still walking that thin line. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she, and there's, there's a lot of shame associated with it, which is why I think we don't maybe don't talk about it as much as the industry because there is a lot of shame. You feel like a failure. It's like I don't want people to think I'm a failure. But yep. here's the thing that we forget is we're number one, we're not really failing. We're going through a rough time, and um, it does get better. There's always that roller coaster, especially when you're a, an entrepreneur. You have those yes. highs and you have those lows, and that's okay. 
Um, so glad you're sharing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's really tough to put it out there and just have people like, oh, yeah, you're going to be great. It'll be fine because it doesn't feel like it's going to be fine. And that's not what you need in that moment. And it's really tough to take those and be like, oh, you're right. Everything's going to be awesome. Because, no, what I really want to say is shut the Shut up, because, <laughs> <laughs> because now it's not going to be okay, and I'm going to lose my house, and I'm going to lose my car, right. and my husband's yeah, going to leave me, and yes. I'm going to, you know. <laughs> you know um, of 19 years, and you're only 31. <laughs> and Impressive. I know, I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I really, I, I know, I know. I think about that every day. I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror and be like, I, I don't know how, how I make this happen. Um, yeah, I, re- I love that you're sharing that, though, Amy, because it, it's so true. <laughs> these These hits that we take... Um, and, and, and we do, we try to hurrah each other, but it, it is much harder to share the, and, and like put it, it, it feels like if I put it out on social media, like it's a pity party, like, well, yeah. it was mm-hmm. me and I don't want to put that out there. Right. And right. then like asking from people is something I have a really difficult time doing. So I totally empathize with you when you're talking about that as well. Uh, I just, yeah, again, thanks. Thanks for sharing that and putting it out there. Cause that, that's tough. We should talk more about that too. Uh, just yeah. on the show in general. I, I agree. I agree. Because uh, it may be talking a little bit more about how to ask for, because if you just put it out there, like you said, what you just said was, was perfect. Sometimes it sounds like you're asking for a pity party. And I'm, and, and that's not what I want to put across. Sometimes we need to learn to ask better for what we need. It's like, you know what, I'm going to put, I, I, just to tell people, hey, I'm putting this out here. I really don't necessarily need your feedback. I just need to be heard at this moment. If you could just listen, give me love and acknowledge what I'm saying. That's all I need at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm learning that a lot as just a human being in general. When I listen to other people, um, you know what? I'm not, I have to, I want to fix people. I want to fix situations. I want to, I want that. I want there to be closure for me, not for them. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give them good advice and then I can walk away and feel good about myself. And that's not what Mm -hmm. life is. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we just need to say, I hear you. That is so hard. And I'm so sorry you're going through this right now and give them a hug. Hmm. Sometimes that's all we can do, and I, I try not to offer quick fix solutions or anything or, or be the rah-rah girl because because oftentimes that's not – it's really not what we need. It's kind of like love and light or, you know, right, praying right. for you or, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, th- that doesn't – you know, we can't fix everything, and that's okay. Um, and sometimes we just need to be present and be there. So I'll get off my soapbox on that, but, but it's been tough. It's an, it's an important one. It's really important. I, I just, I, I get it. And I, I started to keep, keep talking about it, but just like, I even recently have been feeling like, uh, just things about being a failure and things with the art of the float, things with the float shop. And, and it's so also, this is very common as a parent, just like you always feel like a failure, like you're not doing enough or what have you. And, uh, just hearing you say that just, uh, helps me hold on a little bit to like, I am okay. Like I do, yeah. I do some decent, I'm not trash. I'm not a trash human. <laughs> you're, you're not, <laughs> not trash complete human garbage. at all. Um, I wish, I wish we were as a, as a society, a little bit more open with it because I think it would get rid of, uh, the shame and allow us to think about things differently and perceive things differently. Because I think shame is really, at the, at the heart of all that. And it keeps us from being the support that we can be and having the connection that we could possibly have with our community in a very authentic way. Mm-hmm. I think, um, 
and I, I, I would love to banish that and maybe we can find somebody to bring them on the show to talk about that because, hmm. you know, maybe that's something that we're dealing with behind the screens and right. I'm, I'm, I, uh, and we just need a little help. <laughs> we had a, the woman who managed our yoga studio originally uh, went to South America, and I can't remember what, what country she went to, but she came back and she was having this culture shock because she said that she'd walk down the streets and somebody would be crying in the street, and it was okay. It, this woman was, was having a release, and that was okay. And in the state, she comes back, and everybody, it's go, 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 and it's positive, and when you're out in public, it's you just have your, your game face on, and it was just so difficult because she felt like she could let her guard down in mm. public, not just with her intimate group of, of friends. So... Uh, if we can help reach out to people and help them feel that way, just within the float industry, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm plus wanting that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it could bring a whole new level of connection and and communication that maybe we haven't experienced yet, which would be amazing. Okay, cool. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> lots of stuff going on, lots of draining things. <laughs> Um, we finally opened 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Things are still slow. Okay. Um, I may ask fill capacity yeah. of floats. Could you ask what? I'm so sorry. Uh, the, uh, it's down? okay. The fill, fill capacity, <laughs> the fill rate of floats. Oh, you could. Um, <laughs> so, so today we had two floats. Okay. Um, we have a capacity to have 24 a day. Um, and today we had two. It was a very, very quiet day. And, Interestingly enough, um, to, to give you an idea, now we were slammed this weekend, slammed, absolutely slammed. Okay. Um, then we came back. I we actually went to Dallas for some training uh, yesterday. I'll talk about that later. Came back and on the plane last night, and I'm looking at our schedule. I'm going, uh, Mark, we have nothing on the schedule. He said, What do you mean? I said, Nothing, absolutely nothing at all, absolutely freaking nothing on the schedule. Um, and that, of course, once again. Like, well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's like it's hitting your financial pocketbook, but it also is a big ego hit as well. It's like I am a failure. Hit. All the things I've done, what I've built, mm-hmm. people don't like it. People aren't yeah. responding to what I'm putting out there. And you uh, see, it's so personal. It's like, why yes. do not people like me or like what <laughs> yes. I've done? Um, and like I said, this has so been true. such a huge struggle around here. Huge struggle. Hmm. Uh, and it's like, how do you get people to understand the? Like, why should they spend money on floating? They look at you like you're crazy. And it's it kind of heralds back to when we started Float Nashville. You feel a lot of that again. But these people just do not want, you know, don't understand. They don't get it or they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just floating. It's the cryotherapy. It's the infrared sauna. It's the... Um, it's the it's the everything that we do. Um, and the harder part, I'll tell you, one of our other big struggles is because we're not bringing in enough money, we can't hire anyone here. Oh, so right. it is yeah. Mark and I from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, no, sorry, Tuesday through Saturday. We're still only 11 to 7 on Sunday. And, you know, it's exhausting for us. It's exhausting, and on top of it, we can't get out into the community. So people don't understand the value. Mm. People need to see. People need those one-on-one conversations, and we can't get out to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like this catch-22. Social media is amazing, and you can certainly use it to bring in some people and to educate. But honestly, until you get out and form those relationships, especially here, especially in this community hmm. where 
you just, you know, the community is very tight and we're not from this community. I'm from Nashville, which as far as the community is concerned is a million miles away, despite the fact <laughs> that it's 23 minutes from here to float Nashville. Um, I've, I've met people who've never left Murfreesboro, which is insane. Um, it's, we're, we're really, we're really struggling. Um, it's like, what do we do? Do we hire someone and go out and hope to God it brings in enough right. money, but it costs money to go out. It costs money to buy brochures. It costs money to buy, um, you know, if you're creating coupons or some sort of promotional <sighs> wow. material, it's, um, you know, it costs me, you know, I finally broke down or not broke down to do this, but I finally put it on a credit card. I bought, it's called a jockey box. Um, it allows me to take two kegs of kombucha out into the community. We've been doing some oh. tastings, which we need to do more. But, you know, then I leave Mark here by himself. Which well, you never want to do. Which we never no. want to do, right? <laughs> I never want to leave Mark alone. But, we, you know, we have a 50, was it, 5,800-square-foot-building and our, lo- I know. It's so this, so it's He's so going to be out like, of breath by the time he gets to the front door. I have lost that. Y'all, I actually have a metabolism issue. I can't lose weight if I die, gain weight just breathing air. I've actually, my doctor shocked because I lost three pounds. He's like, what are you doing? Huh. You know, it took me four or five months, but I lost three pounds. And my doctor's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm walking from one end of the building to my to the other end, like every five oh. minutes. And it's like three miles. Um <laughs> I haven't Love measured it. my steps, but it feels that way. Um, and it's funny, right <laughs> before we got off, um, right before we started talking here, if you noticed, uh, Mark was closing down for the day, and we now wear these, I hate them so much, but they're little mics, little ear mics no. and radios on our belts, because <laughs> this is what was happening. So our, our building is like one big circle. So I'd be like in the front, and Mark would be in the back, and somebody would need Mark for something. So I'm like, okay, let me go get him. So I'd be walking from the front lobby into the tap room, into the back storage space, at which point Mark has now left the storage space and is going down the back hall, coming around and going to the lobby. Well, I'm still like in the back. And we would so be chasing each other funny. around all day long. And I'm like, this is stupid. I am so ticked off right now. We've got to get something. <laughs> you know, it crazy. makes complete sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'd just be shouting down the hall. You used st- What happens at the float shop, and this is a m- micro, tiny thing, tiny little <laughs> section of, of uh, float alchemy. Like, tiny, tiny. Uh, I go, like, where's Emily? 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 I'm looking downstairs. Emily, Emily, I walk upstairs. Emily, Emily. Well, meanwhile, she's been. She went from upstairs to downstairs, <laughs> to downstairs. and we're just going in this <laughs> perfect circle. Yeah. I, and I can't speak up to shout. So that makes sense. But you just need a yellow T-shirt, and you'll just be perfect Best Buy employees too. So that'll be <laughs> exactly. absolutely perfect. Exactly, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious. So, oh my god. So, so yeah. So we finally had to get these stupid mics, um, and and I can't leave Mark alone because. If somebody comes in for a cryotherapy session, he has to go back to the cryo room. And then, of course, as soon as he goes in the cryo room, you know for a fact that somebody's going to come in the tap room, which is on the opposite side of the building. How, how is the tap room? <laughs> how is okay. the tap room doing? Tap so room I know I catch you off. Incredibly well. Awesome. Okay. So Good this is basically what's, what's yeah. keeping us going. So if y'all okay. know, um, we have the tap room, um, which I'm selling. Uh, we actually started. I think we're the first ones to do it to make uh, kombucha with hemp CBD. Uh, my father is a chemist, can do water-soluble CBD, uh, has been doing some amazing things with it. And we're doing manufacturing and developing products for other CBD manufacturers. So, by the way, I know everybody's getting to CBD, CBD now. If you need some products made, we are doing some incredibly cool stuff. If you need something developed, give huh. me a call because I can hook you up with a chemist who has 
who's not only ethical, but just a really extraordinary human being who gets excited about developing new things and has so, so many contacts. It's unfreaking believable. <laughs> nice. So, um, so yeah, so our, our tap room is doing well. The kombucha is amazing. We do pro live probiotic drinks as well. We're doing something I call ProLite, which is um, it's a sports drink, which has, does have electrolytes, a bit of glucose, but it has high uh, pro high quality protein whey in it as well. So we're dealing with some athletes. It's been great for that. Uh, we are getting distribution deals and starting to distribute our kombucha. Uh, I'm trying to do a cocktail program with that. And uh, we're we do a little bit of manufacturing CBD stuff but the other thing my father does, we're selling, of course, the live culture cheeses, butters, lebna, sauerkraut, uh, is, and that's sauerkraut. going over well. Yeah, my father makes the most amazing sauerkraut ever, all yes. raw and alive. It's oh amazing. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm there. It's, it's See you in the so morning. good. Yeah, cool. so, <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. I'll have some, uh, some uh, hot dogs made up. Um, but yeah, my father is, um, my father's extraordinary, uh, and we are just trying to work through this. Uh, but the tap room, we're finding that people, if they come in the tap room, then they're kind of curious about what happens the rest of the place. They'll ask for a tour and that's how we're bringing them in. So doing those kombucha tastings, trying to get them, getting, get people into the tap room gives us an opportunity to, to showcase the rest of the place. So, uh, that's what we've been working on to try to get people in is, you know, the old bait and switch. No, not really. But, um, you know, lure them in with the kombucha, which is incredibly tasty, and then um, and then take them around and show cool. them the rest of the facility. Um, and, and does that work a lot? Do, does it lead it, to the tours and all that? It, yes, almost cool. always. Nice. Almost always. So it doesn't always necessarily lead right away to um, to people coming in for services, but um, what usually happens is, like, they'll go home and tell somebody who sure, has pain yeah. issues or whatever, and it gets passed through uh, that way. Cool. So, so we are focusing on the kombucha to get them in here, which brings me to the second thing and the reason why we were in Dallas yesterday. Um, and that is, so we have this whole body cryotherapy machine. Uh, and... Once again, there's so many people from here going to Nashville for cryotherapy. We finally brought it here, and we cannot get people in that machine to save our life. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, I thought, so first of all, just anybody who's listening and considering cryotherapy, just understand it also has a very low profit margin, hmm. and it's a lot more expensive than a float tank. Um, I never wanted one, but Mark talked me into it. I'm <laughs> like, dang it, I don't like this machine. I don't want it. What can I do to get rid of it? If anybody wants one, I'd highly consider selling it. So they're so hot, though. Um, I feel like they're, they're yeah. popping up everywhere. Yeah. So um, they're they're so hot. But, but but this is Murphy's Bro, and nobody will do anything in this town. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but um, so we're like, we, so I feel like we're doing the same thing with, with this is people will look at that machine and they'll be like, oh, I hate the cold. I'm not getting in there. Oh, I'm claustrophobic. I'm freaking claustrophobic. I'm not, I'm like, your head is out the top and people are standing here and it's only two to three minutes. Nope. I can't get in that. Um, so I feel like it's another float tank all over again. Right. And I'm like, Holy. you've got to be kidding me. So basically people don't know what kombucha is. People don't know what float tanks is, are. People yeah. don't know what cryotherapy is. Like, what is wrong with me? Why do I do this oh, to man. myself? Yep. So um, 
So just a glutton for pain. Yeah. It's like, yeah, seriously. I, I wake up every morning. I'm like, why am I? Do I don't understand. I don't understand what's wrong with me. Uh, so we bought. So we're like, okay, you you can't go out and tell people, oh, just come see cryotherapy. It's another one of those things where you need to demonstrate. You need to build that relationship. So we just bought a localized cryo machine that does uh, localized cryo. So you can do spot cryo treatments. So okay. you don't have to get in a cold machine. It can just be in one area. And um, it also mm, does mm, the cryofacials. Okay. So we can carry this machine around with us. We can take it out. Not easily, but by God, we're getting it out. If I buy this thing, which I did, we're going to take it everywhere we possibly can. I will take it out to a parking lot at Walmart and, like, do demos if I have to. I don't care. Cool. Um, that, yeah, that's great. I like, the, I like that. But it's something it will attract attention when you're out at expos and um, – and hopefully give us a chance to do some, have some conversation and give them a taste of it. And we're going to use it as kind of a, a way to get them into yeah. cryo. Like eventually, like I get eventually, it. Like it's right. not, it's not all happening now, but that's, that's yeah. an advantage that you've got. Cool. Yeah. And, and what else? So like looking forward, mm -hmm. what are the rest of the plans to fill up the tanks? And, and, and is it, is oh, the Lord. tanks the focus? Is that where the highest um, profitability is? Let me tell you the hardest thing about what we've done um, is that we we went from running just a float center, which was fantastic, mm -hmm. because we only had one thing. We only have one thing. We do it. We do it well. Now we have a million things. And trying to help people understand what we are exactly it has been <laughs> has been a challenge. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been rough. And it's a. I don't want to say it's it's a mistake, because I don't think it's a mistake. But um, it's a longer education, like it's right. a longer haul to get to to arrive. And it puts more burden on us to really help guide people into right. doing something that is right for them and helping them understand how these things can work together. Um, and it's also a bigger challenge in that we have to we have to educate. Yes, the kombucha tap room is part of this. And right now, because we are doing these distribution deals, the kombucha is not, of course, called float alchemy. It's called leaf alchemy. So I'm now trying to figure out how to brand our kombucha that's in float alchemy as leaf alchemy. And it's presenting a lot of marketing challenges. Wow. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> As I'm going forward, of course, it's just me. There's no money to hire a marketer. There's no money to hire a graphic designer. And that has pretty much uh, made my life a living hell. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, these are the things that you have to get through. Uh, and, and we will. We will get through them. I'll, I'll figure it out because I almost went bankrupt and I still figured out how to pay bills. I pulled money out of places that I have no clue how I got it. So if I can do that we'll get through this and it's going to be okay. Um, way to, way to make it from the precipice. <laughs> I, I know you're still kind of there, but man, this does feel like, like a success yeah. story. You know? um, compared to where I was, I feel a little bit more confident. I, I'll be honest. It was the first time in my life. I went through an entire month going, um, I, I mean, I was talking to lawyers and I was talking to people going, okay, let's get a plan together for bankruptcy. Wow. Um, that's wow. how, that's how close we were because I'm sitting here going, you know, trying to make that decision. Uh, and it was, yeah. So being that I was there <laughs> and yeah. I will, t let me tell you something else. that's super interesting about this Please. because I went through that 
because I had to think about that and I had to face those consequences, even if it was it was not my reality, it was so close to being a reality that I don't fear it as much anymore. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, I would still be sad because I drag my husband who's unbelievably supportive and has faith that I'm not going to screw up. Um, and you know, he's so, so much uh, faith in me. I would feel sad about that, but it almost was like, okay, I faced it. I've been to the worst Uh, for me. Everybody has their personal, you know, I know, like I said, this is, I'm not trying to compare my worst to somebody else's or, um, or, or not understand that someone else has had it worse. But for me, those are my fears letting down the people who have supported me, letting mm-hmm. down my employees, failing uh, in business for me is a, is like extraordinarily frightening and scary mm-hmm. and demoralizing. And I've been there and I survived. So I feel like, okay, I got this now. We're okay. <laughs> we got this. It gave me some perspective. <laughs> Man. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's just a lot. It's just an incredible yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And Brian and I talk about you quite, quite frequently and, and just hoping for the best, you know, and, and worried about you and we care so much about you. And, and I think we both understand like the, uh, and it may not be healthy, but self-esteem is put into, I mean, you, you put, you are putting yeah. yourself into this, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're putting all of you into this hours and hours and days and days. Like, of course your self-esteem is, is attached to this. And, Absolutely. and it's weird that something else can determine that because you can't control people like your success, you know, it all, your self-esteem should only come from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're just all broken in a particular way, but like when you put your energy into something like that and you don't get positive feedback, it hurts. And it it, does. it's just a slap back at you and it, it hits your pride, your ego and, and something deeper than that too. It, it can really affect you. Yeah. <laughs> self-confidence can, can plummet. And I, I think obviously, once again, I'm not alone in this, Self-confidence, man, as an entrepreneur is a special kind of, uh, it's a special place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my confidence has taken a huge hit. Uh, Actually, uh, it's interesting. The first time around, if you all remember, uh, due to no fault of my own, which is why it really shouldn't affect my self-confidence. But um, when I lost the building and lost so much money the first time around trying to get this float center started, Man, I was like, I can't do this. I might as well walk away from everything. And then I, of course, stupidly did this again. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, I love it. I don't know if it's just that I'm getting older now, or like I said, I kind of had everything put into perspective a few, you know, last month or month or month and a half ago. And not that everything's great, and and I'm happy every day. Um, <laughs> but but it really. Um, like I said, I have a different perspective now and I'm able to relax as an entrepreneur and understand that this may not work out. There may be a time down uh-huh. the road and this this won't have the best ending that I want it to. Maybe it'll be great too. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. Sure. Yep. But yep. if it does go down that road, um, there's still so much more. I'm still fairly young in the scheme of life, the universe 31. and everything. Yeah. yeah, 31 years old. Happy um, birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was lovely. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, okay, so the reality of it is I need a fire extinguisher to, to blow out the candles this year. But, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'll make it. I'll figure it out somehow. Because if I made it through those two months, um, 
I'll do it. And when my $2,400 electric bill came this month, I was like, yeah, I got this. It's okay. Well, I, it was felt great to pay that bill. Oh, my well, God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I've never so, paid an electric bill so high, so I'm, I'm still reeling from that. Yeah. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> but I could do it. So this feel this is starting to feel like a success story. Like we're not okay. Like it could it could go on a little bit further, but yeah. like we've made it past the super dark times. There's still struggle, yeah. but there's hope. Uh, I I am pleased with this. Although I will look forward to the spinoff movie, the John Wick style, the Amy <laughs> Wick going after those yes. those uh, the, uh, code code the code. Yeah, the code mm. people. And, and my contractor, both of them really need to. There's a special. Place well, he's gone in Act them. One, but but the code people. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that slippery. finale. God, no which problem. hopefully we do get to see legally. Actually, I, I hope yeah. so. I, I uh, you know, it's tough. That's a tough thing for me because that does put a lot of stress on me, and it does cost money. You know, taking okay. legal action is a financial yes. output. Um, so it's a little little frightening there, but um, but it sure would be nice to recoup some of the some of the financial issues or some of the financial outlay that I had that I shouldn't have had. Um, I'm hoping there'll be a happy ending, but it's so funny that you mentioned that we are getting ready. Uh -oh. because, well, <laughs> we are getting ready to do um, our ribbon cutting and a grand opening. So we've never had a grand opening. We're thinking it's so funny. We go through these phases like, why, why is no one coming in? Oh, everybody's waiting for the float tanks. So we open the float tanks. Right. Why is no one coming in? Oh, they're <laughs> waiting. They, we still have people like, Oh, are you open now? It's like, We've been open for a month, and there's a <laughs> bunch of signs out there saying that we have float tanks. Um, so then it's like, okay, so they're now they're it's like they just don't understand that we're open. So when we have the grand opening, then they'll know. <laughs> Whatever, they probably still won't. But um, but we are having a ribbing cutting in August, and then cool. September first and second, we are having a big grand opening, and I'm I'm trying to Yay. figure out a way to make awesome. it kind of fun. Uh, and I'm hoping that will kickstart some things. I could be totally wrong because every time I think something's gonna happen, it doesn't. But, but um, well, but hopefully Vicky wants it, there's something. It's just not the knock out of the park, you know, the silver bullet or golden bullet. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Silver bullet, yeah. Silver. Um, we're, we, are we battling werewolves in this movie as well? <laughs> there, it might be. <laughs> or are the codes people werewolves? I... But you know, our community coordinator is like, okay, we need to get ready to send out these invitations for the grand opening. And she's like, okay, we got to we got to invite all the the city officials and the mayor. And, and I'm like, uh, no, they're not invited don't want them here don't want oh, to see them she's like well wow. it's only proper i'm like i don't care it's my open house um <laughs> and point, i want to have fun out the window? Nice. Oh, don't man. care don't care one little tiny bit so i i was joking i i think and if everybody has any great open house ideas please send them if you're still listening to me ramble please send them my way <laughs> because we were supposed to open in december i told mark wouldn't it be fun to get a snow machine and like at the top of every hour for 10 minutes we like we let it snow we have people we have a band playing carols and um, we make snow angels and we put up a christmas tree and it, it would be so much fun we'll just pretend yes, it's december please. all over again yes <laughs> oh, look at a snow machine it'll be great um, I think it would be so much fun. I have to find out how much it would cost me, but um, <laughs> I would like some snow in September. I love and it. And we can have Christmas holiday specials. Um, we can make mulled cider. It'll be, yeah, it'll be outrageous. Uh, but, Again, uh, I'm there. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Got to do something fun and unexpected uh, because I, I'm tired of not having fun. I'm tired of feeling Dude. overwhelmed. Yeah, seriously. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> 
Brian, but do you yeah. have any anything you want to share with Amy Sorry. before we? Are we at that point? Are we at the point? Yeah, where we're at? I think. Yeah. Well, I, uh, for the I first so. first of the trilogy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get through the trilogy. Then we'll have the spinoff movie. Was Float Nashville the Hobbit? Like, was it the prequel kind of setup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. might be yeah. it. Yep. Okay. And I'll tell you what, there's something running two float centers. Float Nashville could be a total another episode. How to run two float centers. But um, yeah, so we'll have to set we'll have to set that up sometime. I, I've learned a lot of valuable stuff about running uh, running uh, two float centers. I've yeah. learned learned some things. Two, so. I mean, a float center and a float center plus, right? You've got float center plus plus plus. <laughs> yeah, plus plus plus. Right? Do uh, you plus, uh, plus, plus. if <laughs> would you have preferred okay. to start out with a float only center and then added on additional things as needed? Good Obviously, question. like a little more difficult with the. I think the amount of space you had to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you were to attack it again, would you start do a slow build or have everything on the outset again? Uh, okay, good question. I'm going to answer it two totally different ways. Okay. <laughs> if so, it, um, I had never intended to put in all the crap that I put into this place ever, never, ever, mm. ever intended. Mm. So the reality of it is, if I were to do this all over again. Um, I would only do like float and cryo or float and sauna and maybe put a massage room, like one single massage room and leave it at that. Um, because I knew from the start that this was super, super overwhelming, but I was so concerned about carrying the overhead that I just felt that I needed to put everything in. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Knowing what I know now, (laughs) um, I'm glad I put it in the tap room and despite the fact that it's uh, it has not turned out the way that I wanted. I, more of it fell on my shoulders um, mm. than I had expected. Uh, so, like, you know, I'm running now. I feel like I'm running three different, very different businesses, which has been really tough. But I'm extremely grateful for the tap room and for the retail because that's really what's carrying us right now. Um, if it weren't for that, wow. um, I would be in trouble. So knowing what I know now, I wish I would have done the tap room really, really well and then just some float tanks and maybe the cryo and massage or something i wouldn't it's too much it's way too much for one person to handle if i had a marketing person it would be totally different if i had people to help me it'd be different but yeah too much going on it's way 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 too much and i should have added slowly and we do have space to add more in the future and I used to think I had a plan for that, and now it's like, screw that crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. storage for a little bit longer. Survival mode for a bit until, uh, yeah. <laughs> until things yeah. uh, smooth out. Yeah. Oh, Amy, question, I want to give you a hug yeah. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fly out, get an emergency flight out for, uh, for hugs, hand them out. Oh, man, I'd love that so much. Um, yeah, thanks. And I'd love to show y'all. Oh, too. I would love to. I mean... The photos, the photos on social have been very impressive. I, I can't wait to see it in person. And Gorgeous. Hope, hope so sweet. Gorgeous. And actually, if you go to Google and look our business profile up on Google, there's now a 360 uh, tour on there. So you can actually oh, cool. walk through it. Ooh. Oh, great. We don't need to go out there, Brian. We so, oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. good. good. Oh, yeah. Damn, Amy's, dang Amy's it. I should this. not have <laughs> told you that. Amy's on this next level uh, Google technology <laughs> stuff. She's, yeah. she's already living in 2030 here. Well, you know, it's funny. Once again, people don't want to come in. Um, I didn't change the outside of the building hardly at all, so they don't know what's happened inside. Inside is, like, totally different. 
Um, I had one person tell me, like, oh, my friend won't come. She says it looks dark and scary in here. <laughs> like, oh, great. Damn. <laughs> so I'm That's like, one okay, person. So, one person. Come on. Uh, there was a few people. Uh, not necessarily dark and scary, but they, they didn't know what was going on. So when people don't know what's going on, because we have a lot of curtains up, because I have freaking windows everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, so we have curtains up, because otherwise I'll die of heat stroke while sitting in the front lobby. Um, and because of that, people didn't know what was going on inside. And people won't come oh, in okay. unless they know what's going on. So I did the, the Google 360 in order that uh, hopefully people would take the time to look mm. and then not be so nervous about coming in. And not I mean, thinking that we're, I don't know, whatever they think float centers really are. I have no idea. But um, they seem to think we are like of ill repute or something. I don't know. It's very strange. Worth it just for the lobby tour alone. That front lobby nice. is cool. Mm, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the, how about we put the tour link up on the yeah. show notes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll have uh, we'll a link place. on the show notes there. And uh, Amy, thanks. So good to have thanks. you back. Thanks for being so, so be open and honest with... Uh, with with everything you've been going through, I think I hope I hope our listeners get something out of it, and uh, I do too. I think there's some takeaways here. If yeah, I don't care. I was just happy to see you, Amy, and, and you open up to Brian and I. Our audience be damned. No, I'm, of course I'm kidding. <laughs> But, I I, love but honestly, it's okay. just so good to see you. <laughs> it's so good to see you too, and I miss y'all so much. And it's it's good to be back. Um, I feel like I'm ready to be back now. I oh yeah, wouldn't have cool. said that awesome. wouldn't have said that a month ago, but. Things are things are good. So thank you so Man, much. Man, I, I hope I hope that stays on target. You know, I hope that stays the case. Uh, goodness. I I feel good about it. I think cool. mentally, even if things go south, mentally, I've learned enough um, that I can. I, I my perspective has shifted to a, a place that I can. I'll be all right. Okay. Good. To hear. All right. All right, uh, let's see here. I want to give a shout out to Float Away before we sign off here. If you're coming to the Flow Conference, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Ginny and Colin always make it out to Portland. Say hello to them. Introduce yourself. Uh, they make some in- absolutely incredible float tanks. Tranquility Float Tank is what we own at the Float Shop. And we have starlights in the ceiling. We had a used version a long time ago, and we couldn't replace it with anything else. When we wanted to upgrade, uh, our, our clientele would have freaked out. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we, we got the exact same tank with a few more bells and whistles. Uh, and if you want to go even bigger, float cabins, float rounds, couples floating, all that is possible with float away float tanks. And again, I just implore you to say hello to them because A, they're incredibly sweet and funny people, but also they really care about people and they are passionate floaters and passionate about the float community uh, and want to ensure that people are successful. And so they really do kind of just bend over backwards to help support people. So uh, again, Ginny and Colin are who you want to say hi to. Floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. And uh, let's see here. Is there anything else I want to say? Thanks to our patr- uh, patrons. Oh, someday I'm going to get this right. Thanks to our patrons for supporting us. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our episodes. Thanks for welcoming back Amy tonight. Uh, we are available for consulting if you're interested. Artofthefloat.com forward slash consulting. Uh, let's see here. And thanks to Kim Hannon for taking show notes each and every week. We appreciate it so much. Thanks, thanks to our float community, guys. <laughs> Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. See you next week. You're listening to Art of the Float.